Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callis, and I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church. Glad to have you a part of the Jesus Everyday Podcast here with Matt Nowitzki as we round out and wrap up uh, week two with Matt being on the podcast here. Uh, we concluded the book of Revelation, and we have begun uh, the book of Matthew. We're in Matthew chapter 8 today. If you haven't already done so, read Matthew 8, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the mysteries of who God is to you, and then hop in, join us here on the podcast. So Matt, before we do uh, enter into Matthew chapter 8, what is your encouragement to the body of Fellowship Community Church? I would have to say um, a verse that has been really encouraging to me uh, over the years, and that's Philippians 1.6, and it says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion uh, until the day of Christ Jesus. And for me, that's encouraging because there are times when I mess up. There are times when I drop the ball and this passage reminds me, hey, God is not done with me, right? Like he's began a work and he's going to continue to bring it to completion. And so I would just encourage anyone listening, like whether you're going through a tough time or maybe your uh, spiritual walk has not maybe even been the way that you've wanted it to be for a while, um, know that, that God's still working. He's mm-hmm. going to keep working. He's not done with you. And uh, you've, got, you've got purpose in that to continue moving forward. Amen. All right. As we look in Matthew chapter 8, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit illuminated that you highlighted and wrote down today? I want to talk about the cost of following Jesus here in verses 18 through 22. Um, Jesus tells the crowd around him. He says uh, in verse 19, uh, a scribe came up to him. He says, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes And birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Mm, Explain uh, Jesus' teaching here to this crowd. It's interesting that Jesus is uh, is, uh, bringing the crowd, or or drawing the crowd along, I should say. And it's almost like every so often when you see these crowds increase, Jesus hits them with a really hard truth, mm. and, and then very, you know, um, not as many remain on. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's like Jesus knows that some of these people are sort of hopping on the train, mm. and he's like, I want you to know, you know, there are things that come with this, right? This is, I don't have a home, right? I don't have a place to lay my head. Like, you do, right? But if you follow me, you won't. Um, and so know that, like, there's a cost that comes with this. Like, your life changes uh, in some ways, mm-hmm. um, in, in different ways, right? And, and sometimes even in harder ways. Do you think it's uh, prescriptive or descriptive in that Jesus is saying that I don't have a house? Should followers of Jesus have a house? Interesting. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you hear? Because I've heard this text, and like people come to me and like, you know, well, here Jesus says this, like, let the the dead bury themselves. Like, mm-hmm. should I just let the like the dead bury themselves? Like, how how do you kind of handle that? Yeah. Is I, that, s- let me ask. You, is mm-hmm. that Jesus's intent is to not bury dead people here in this text? Right. Great. Great <laughs> question. I mean, I, I think that would be. You know, you we believe obviously in literal scripture here at FCC, but you can hyper literalize yeah. some things, and uh, I think that could be 
Um, one of those things, right, where um, for Jesus's journey, right, mm-hmm. there wasn't time for those things. I and mean, he literally didn't have a regular place, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was hopping around and hopping around. Mm-hmm. And so um, for that journey in particular, you know, yeah. it probably meant giving up your house. Uh, in today's world, right, and even in the New, like in the, a lot of the New Testament, you see mm-hmm. homes and you see families and you see all of those things. And so I think the, the big picture here is like realizing like, hey, like, this is going to uh, change your life and might even mess with it some mm-hmm. uh, if you follow me. Yeah, yeah. like he had, a, the most scholars would say that Jesus' uh, headquarters was based in Capernaum. And so just before this, we have the faith of Centurion that they just entered Capernaum, they're leaving, uh, and then Jesus heals um, many, so they've lost, they left out there to then be sent out. And so it's like he did have a house of some sort, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good thought there. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some points of application, you think, for followers of Jesus here in this text? I think the the biggest application is realizing that, um, number one, like, you know, Jesus does make our lives better, and better in the sense of fullness, right, or purpose and life change, right, all of those things. Um, but I think sometimes with that, we can, for, we can confuse that with thinking that our lives are going to get better in other areas or easier in other areas, right, mm-hmm. that maybe, uh, maybe everything's going to work out in my life the way I want it to because I'm following Jesus, right? And mm-hmm. what he's saying here is that like, that's not the case. There are actually some things that are going to be more difficult in your life because you follow me, right? Mm-hmm. And so, for example, like uh, if we have a listener that, that's single and dating, your dating life is so much harder being a Christian as it would be if it wasn't, right? And yeah. as believers, like, we're called to uh, monitor our speech, right? James says, who can tame the tongue, right? And uh, so our speech, like, it's harder to to protect that and be careful than it is if we weren't following Jesus, right? And so there are, there are things that come with that that are more difficult that people that don't follow Jesus don't have to deal with. Mm, that's good. Uh, even when you're looking at the the context here, it's a scribe that's come to Jesus, and then like as you referred back to like the crowd that's following him is growing and growing and growing, and then he would like you know, break forth this hard truth here. Do you see like in today's time people following? the blessings of Jesus, but not following the person of Jesus. I, I definitely think that that can still go on for sure. Um, and, and I think like, I think that's, that's what you're, you know, you had a good point that like the crowds are, are doing that very thing, right? They, they want to, they want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of the miracles. They want to experience those things. Um, but at the end of the day, like those things point to something else, right? Yeah. The miracles are pointing to Jesus, right? And who, mm-hmm. who he is. And so, um, I definitely think that can happen, and it's important to remember, like, hey, we seek after the person mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do you see any other thing, like maybe later in this text, that could point to that as well? Yeah, so it's interesting. At the end of this passage, Jesus encounters uh, two men with demons, and he casts the demons out, and the townspeople want to see Jesus because they've heard about the miracle. Um, but at the very end of this passage, is interesting because it says in verse 24, all the city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region, right? And as I was reading this the other day, I was like, what on earth? Like, I got to check this out. Like, this is crazy. And I think the consensus is, even though Jesus did a miracle, even though they saw it, mm-hmm. even though he did a good thing, him being there messes with their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, this is something that's like, whoa, unfamiliar territory. Mm-hmm. And like, we don't want anything to do with that. So please, like, please leave, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the cost of following Jesus is, we do ultimately, we give him control of our lives and we give him the right to intervene in our lives and kind of rearrange it, right, or, or mm-hmm. mess with it 
Um, and sometimes our response can be like the townspeople where we say, hey, uh, we don't want to deal with any of this, right? Yeah. But the cost is to say, yes, like, you're Lord, you have, you have the right to do this. That's good. Uh, how did the Holy Spirit call you in your our personal response to the text today? You know, Paul, Paul counts all as lost, right, as, as in comparison to, to following Jesus. And uh, I think when, when I think about the cost of following Jesus, it's like anything that comes with following Jesus, right? Even earlier in these passages, Jesus talks about how, hey, like, there are going to be people that don't like you because of me, right? And that, that's part of the cost of following Jesus. I think, I think the way that I would respond to this is to be reminded that the, the person we're following is worth any of those things that kind of come with that, that we, we have, like I said at the beginning, like our, our lives are better mm-hmm. in the spiritual sense in mm-hmm. that we have purpose, like we have salvation, we have joy, we have stuff, uncomparable riches, right? Yeah. And to remember that as, as kind of kind of have the eye on the prize, right, our, mm-hmm. our eyes on Jesus, and as Paul said, like running the race like with eternity in mind. So does that give us the right to just treat people awfully because, well, they're going to hate me because they hate Jesus? <laughs> Great question. You know, um, I think you want to be like Jesus, right? And mm-hmm. and I think the thing you see with Jesus, though, and this is where it gets interesting, is I don't think that, right, Jesus was, Jesus kind of was stricter with the religious leaders, but when it came to a lot of other people, he was pretty gentle in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so we see Jesus be loving and compassionate to those that reject him, right? Mm-hmm. Even the people, right, that, that, that crucified him, uh, Jesus, like, Jesus allowed that, right? Um, and... Uh, so I think it's important to remember, like, like what you said, like, you know, we're we're called to treat people well, even if they don't like us. But I think it's also important to realize, hey, like the flip side of that, we might treat people well, and they still might not like us because of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Because if they know that what we're doing is associated with Jesus, mm-hmm. and in those times, it might be easy to take that personally. Mm-hmm. But to remember, hey, Jesus said this is going to happen. Doesn't mean you necessarily did anything wrong, but because your name is tied to my name. Right. That's good. I love First uh, Peter chapter three verse fifteen says, "But in your hearts honor Christ, the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is within you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put." Shame. Mm-hmm. That's it. a good verse. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, thanks for being part of the G Seven Day Podcast past two weeks, man. It's a hey, joy. Thanks for having me on here. Dude, Enjoyed it. I think you're one of the best teachers we have here at FCC. Just opening up and exposing God's word for us. So thanks for doing that for us, man. Appreciate it. Love you. All right. Thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast.